broadcast voice of Marshall University. WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone. For this Friday, September 23rd, 2022, I'm Rebecca Law. And I'm Michaela Wheeler. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, Supreme Court leaker still appears to be a mystery. All on your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News. David Atkins will be in with the Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Justin Zimmer will be in with the FM 88 Sports Report. The current temperature outside is a sunny 67 degrees. And now on to our top story. Iranian counter-protesters have rallied across the country in a show of support for authorities after nearly a week of anti-government protest and unrest. Thousands attended a rally in Tehran, where they waved Iranian flags and and similar demonstrations were held in other cities. Authorities claimed the rallies were spontaneous. State TV, meanwhile, suggested late today that the death toll from this week's protest and clashes with security forces sparked by the death of a young woman being held by a morality police, could be as high as 35. It's the most severe unrest in years, and Internet access has been disrupted for days. Many of the protesters are calling for the fall of the Islamic government. In-person voting for the midterm elections has started in Minnesota, South Dakota, Virginia, and Wyoming, in a landscape that has changed since the pandemic drove a shift to mail balloting in the 2020 presidential contest. 20 people voted in the first hour after Minneapolis's early voting center opened today. They took advantage of generous rules that election officials credit with making Minnesota a perennial leader in voter turnout. In-person voting starts Saturday in New Jersey. Saturday also is the deadline by which election officials must send ballots to their military and overseas voters. North Carolina started mailing out absentee ballots September 9th. Syria's health minister says at least 77 people died when a boat with migrants from Lebanon sank off Syria's coast this week. The minister was quoted by State TV today saying that he fears the death toll from the disaster in Syrian waters was not final. The vessel left Lebanon on Tuesday and news of what happened first started to emerge yesterday afternoon. Thousands of Lebanese, Syrians, Palestinians have left Lebanon on boats over the past month seeking better opportunities in Europe. Lebanon has a population of 6 million, including 1 million Syrian refugees, and has been in grips of a severe economic meltdown that's pushed more than three-quarters of the population into poverty. As billions of dollars in opioid lawsuit settlements are starting to flow to governments, families and advocates impacted by the opioid crisis are pushing for a meaningful say in how the money will be used. There are requirements to direct most of it to fighting the deepening crisis, and in some states people in recovery or who lost relatives have been put on committees making spending recommendations. But advocates from New York to Nevada are worried they won't have enough input on how the money is used. The funding processes are already subject to a partisan tussle in Wisconsin and a lawsuit in Ohio. The Supreme Court doesn't appear to have found the person who's leaked a draft of the court's major abortion decision last spring. In a television interview airing this weekend, retired Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer, who left the court in June, says that as far as he knows, the person's identity has not been determined. 
Breyer was speaking with an, in an interview with CNN anchor Chris Wallace. According to the transcript of the conversation, Wallace asked Breyer to, quote, I'm sorry, Wallace asked Breyer, quote, so in those months since, the Chief Justice never said, hey, we got our man or woman, unquote. Breyer responded, quote, to my knowledge, no, unquote. The interview is set to air Sunday on CNN's Who's Talking to Chris Wallace. Coming up, Kentucky receiving $23 million in funding for crime victim aid. That and more news from across the Tri-State when News Center 88 returns right after this. Hey, Mike, you sure you're all right to drive? Dude, I've only had nine or 12 beers. The other night I crushed 18 and made it back to my apartment, at least to the porch. Man, I can't wait till graduation next week. We'll be through with college forever. You still plan on going to? Mike, Mike, you all right, man? Mike had planned on spending the week after graduation at the beach, but he would spend it in the hospital, in a coma, paralyzed. Man, I knew Mike was way too drunk to be driving. Sometimes, drinking and driving may not sound like a bad idea, but think before you drink, unless the ER is where you would like to spend your time. Don't drink and drive, and don't let your friends drink and drive either. This message is a public service announcement brought to you by your friends at 88.1 WMUL Huntington. Good Lord, I feel like I'm dying. Good day, Mikes. My name is Dingo Mick, and I've come all the way from Australia in search of a creature that's spelled W-M-U-L. I guess it's a woman. It's known only to exist on the Marshall campus, and its void has been known to induce a dependency on a wide variety of music that only it can supply. Crocky, there it is now, and it's attacking another radio station. Oh, but don't worry, kiddies. It'll be all right. It's only nature. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best newscast in the state of West Virginia by the Associated Press. I'm Rebecca Law. And I'm Michaela Wheeler. A West Virginia woman who set a fire that killed her parents three years ago when she was 16 has been sentenced to life, but will be eligible for parole in 15 years. The Associated Press reported that Madison Wine received the sentence yesterday in Wood County Circuit Court. She was charged as an adult with murder, attempted murder, arson, and cruelty to animals in the May 2019 fire that killed Robert and Charlotte Taylor, injured a six-year-old, and killed dogs in their Davisville home. Wine read a statement in court saying her actions weren't intentional and she, quote, didn't mean for any of this to happen, unquote. A West Virginia circuit judge is retiring at the end of the year. The Supreme Court says Judge Philip D. Gajo will retire from the 17th Judicial Circuit Court on December 31st. The Circuit Court covers Monongalia County. Then-Governor Joe Manchin appointed Gajo at the bench in 2009, and he was elected in 2012 and re-elected in 2016. Gajo graduated from West Virginia University in 1968 and received his law degree from West Virginia University College of Law in 1971. General Motors says it will spend $760 million to renovate its transmission factory in Toledo, Ohio, so it can build drive lines for electric vehicles. It's the first GM engine or transmission plant to begin the long transition from internal combustion engines to EVs. GM has a goal of making only electric passenger vehicles, 
by 2035. The investment will keep the jobs of about 1,500 hourly and salaried workers at the Toledo plant, which now makes four transmissions used in pickup trucks and many other GM internal combustion vehicles. It's good news for workers in Toledo who have been worried about the future of their plant. Officials say building construction has begun at a future site of a factory where Ford and a South Korean company have joined forces to build electric trucks and batteries in rural West Tennessee. Ford Motor Company said it has broken ground on the construction of steel structures in Stanton, Tennessee, located about 50 miles northeast of Memphis. Last year, Ford announced a $5.6 billion project to build electric F-Series pickups at the 3,600-acre parcel of land known as the Memphis Regional Megasite. The project, called Blue Oval City, is a joint venture with the SK Innovation, which will build battery factories at the Tennessee site and in Glendale, Kentucky. A federal program that supports crime victims is awarding almost $23 million in grants to Kentucky programs. Governor Andy Bashir's office says funds totaling $22.8 million will go to assist 120 programs and projects. The programs funded include children's advocacy centers, court-appointed special advocates, domestic violence programs, and sexual assault programs. The program prioritizes projects that serve victims of child abuse, sexual assault, and domestic violence. It also funds projects helping others, such as victims of burglary or theft, survivors of victims of homicide, victims of drug and alcohol-related crime, elderly victims, and adult survivors of childhood sexual abuse or assault. Coming up next, approaching storm may delay launch try for NASA moon rocket. That and more news from around the nation when News Center 88 returns. Stay with us. The adventure of a lifetime. Destiny will be revealed. Bear witness to a living legend. We've got to get out of here. I know! It's coming! No. It's here. The Cutting Edge. Slicing through the airwaves to a radio near you. WMUL 88.1 FM. Please save us from this dark future. Hello, welcome to WMUL. Due to a lack of volunteer DJs and anchors, the station is now fully automatic. This is DJ Electro Soul coming at you. Coming up next is my favorite song, Pure Sine Wave. This isn't the future anyone wants, and it can be prevented. WMUL-FM needs human DJs. Sign up today at marshall.edu slash WMUL, or find us in Communications Building Room 204. Please, help us prevent the robot uprising. Welcome back to News Center 88, voted best news program by the National Broadcasting Society. I'm Rebecca Law. Lawyers in Connecticut defamation trial of Alex Jones have agreed not to return him to the stand until next week after a contentious day of testimony yesterday about his promotion of the lie that the 2012 Sandy Hook massacre was a hoax. The judge sent jurors home at midday today. Jones was found liable last year by default, and a six-member jury is now deciding how much Jones and Free Speech Systems, parent of Jones's InfoWars media platforms, should pay the families for defaming them and intentionally inflicting emotional distress. Jones has called the judge a tyrant and said on the stand yesterday that he was done apologizing for claiming the shooting was staged. 
A Florida sheriff's plea. Excuse me, a Florida sheriff's deputy working an overnight shift to provide safety at a construction zone was accidentally struck and killed by a worker operating a front-end loader who officials say is in the U.S. illegally. Pinellas County Sheriff Bob Galtretti says Deputy Michael Hardwick had started his shift shortly before the incident happened late yesterday on Interstate 275. He had blocked two lanes when a front-end loader driven by the worker hit him. The sheriff said the worker drove for about a mile before stopping in a parking lot and told another worker that he had killed a deputy. He is being charged with leaving the scene of an accident involving a death after initially giving a false name. A black man died after a police encounter in Denver's suburb in 2019 because he was injected with a powerful sedative after being forcibly restrained. According to an amended autopsy report publicly released today, Elijah McLean's death is still listed as undetermined. The 23-year-old massage therapist was put in a neck hold and injected with ketamine after being stopped in Aurora for, quote, being suspicious, unquote. The case drew renewed attention following the killing of George Floyd in 2020, leading to the indictment last year of three officers and two paramedics on manslaughter and reckless homicide charges in McLean's death. Two U.S. military veterans who disappeared three months ago while fighting Russia with Ukrainian forces have arrived at New York's John F. Kennedy International Airport. The Alabama residents were released by Russian-backed separatists as far as part of a prisoner exchange. Alex Deruke said that he and Andy Hyun were looking forward to spending time with their families and would speak to the media soon. The pair arrived at about, oh, about noon today. Druke and Hyung went missing in northeastern Ukraine near the Russian border on June 9th. They had traveled to the Ukraine on their own and bonded with each other over a shared home state. NASA's new moon rocket could face more launch delays, this time by tropical weather. An approaching storm may force NASA to not only delay next week's launch attempt, but also move the rocket from its Florida pad and back into the hangar. Managers said today that, barring weather, the rocket is ready to blast off Tuesday on its first test flight after a fueling test earlier this week. But a tropical depression in the Caribbean is moving toward Florida and could become a major hurricane. NASA says it will keep monitoring the forecast and decide no later than Saturday on how best to proceed. It takes three days of prep to haul the rocket back to the hangar. Coming up next, U.S. allows tech firms to boost internet access in Iran. Your political update when News Center 8 returns right after this. Neighbors. <laughs> uh, am I right? You're like me, you've got thin walls and even thinner patients. What can you do for a moment's peace? Well, you can mask out the noise with WMUL 88.1 FM. Oh, sounds like old neighbor Marty's throwing dishes again. Why don't I turn on and tune in my radio to 88.1 FM? Ah, much better. WMUL 88.1 FM, the perfect solution for masking out noisy neighbors. Here are three reasons why you should check out WMUL's website. With our Windows Media Server, our station can be heard around the world. You can listen to audio archives of sporting events and other original shows. With our online schedule, you never have to guess when your favorite show or music format airs again. www.marshall.edu 
slash WMUF. Your place in cyberspace. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Rebecca Law. The Las Vegas Review-Journal is demanding that authorities don't review a slain reporter's electronic devices, which were seized by authorities after his death. The newspaper argues Jeff German's cell phone, four computers, and hard drive contain confidential sources and unpublished materials protected by federal and state law. Officials say they could be used in the prosecution and defense of German's alleged killer. Robert Tells, a Clark County public administrator who recently lost his re-election bid, is accused of stabbing German outside his home earlier this month. German had reported on accusations of bullying and hostility by Tells in his office. The Pentagon has announced a number of new programs aimed at helping service members who are struggling with housing shortages and steep food and living expenses as they move from base to base. Gil Citrenos is an undersecretary for personnel. He told reporters yesterday that Defense Secretary Lord o- Lloyd Austin ordered the moves, which also include programs to expand child care and make it easier for spouses to find work. He says the new programs will provide, quote, competitive, unquote, benefits that will make the military, quote, the employer of choice for those who are so selflessly serve, unquote. With growing competition from corporations seeking to hire young people in the tight job market, the military services are struggling to meet their recruiting goals. Alabama officials have called off the lethal injection of a man convicted in 1999 workplace shooting because of time concerns and trouble accessing the inmates' veins. Alabama Corrections Commissioner John Hamm said prison officials called off yesterday's execution after they determined inmate Alan Miller's, quote, veins could not be accessed in accordance with our protocol, unquote, before a midnight deadline to commence the execution. Miller has been returned to his cell at the South Alabama prison, Hamm said. The halt came three hours after a divided U.S. Supreme Court cleared the way for the execution to begin. Markets sold off around the world on mounting signs that the global economy is weakening just as central banks rise the pressure even more with additional hikes to interest rates. The Dow Jones, excuse me, the Dow Jones Industrial Average closed at its lowest point of the year today. The S&P fell 1.7%, close to its 2022 low. Energy prices also closely closed sharply lower as traders worry that the po- about a possible recession. Treasury yields, which affect rates on mortgages and other kinds of loans, held a multi-year highs. UK government bond yields snapped higher than higher after the county's country's new government announced its sweeping plans of tax cuts. The Treasury Department says it will allow American tech firms to expand their business to Iran to boost internet access for the Iranian people. The Iranian government cut most internet access for its 80 million citizens during a crackdown on demonstrators protesting the death of 22-year-old Maisa Amini in the custody of Iran's morality police. The morality police detained Imani last week, saying she didn't properly cover her hair with the Islamic headscarf, which is mandatory for Iranian women. She collapsed at a police station and died three days later. Coming up next, David Atkins will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Justin Zimmer will be in with the FM88 Sports Report. Stay with us.
Imagine a friend has just told you they were diagnosed with a mental illness. What would you do? Awkward, isn't it? But what's even more awkward is, if you're not there for them, they'll be less likely to recover. Mental illness. What a difference a friend makes. To learn more, go to whatadifference.org. This message is brought to you by the Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. You okay? Yeah, I'm just allergic to all these irritating radio stations. If you are being slowed down daily by drab radio stations, ask your doctor about taking WMUL. WMUL works by sending a stream of exciting news and sports coverage to the brain while taking out all the commercials slowing you down. Oh, much better. Thank you, WMUL. Side effects include but are not limited to exciting bouts of metal, jazz, blues, alternative hip-hop, gospel, rock, and more. A deficiency in commercials and an intense feeling of personal satisfaction and joy. Do not take WMUL if you hate happiness. I don't hate happiness. Ask your doctor about taking WMUL-FM 88.1. Welcome back to New Center 88. I'm David Atkins, and now it's time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. Today you can welcome some overdue fall weather at a cool and sunny 67 degrees. The temperature will dramatically drop throughout the night before reaching a low of 54 degrees around 3 a.m. tomorrow morning. The temperature will then rise throughout the day before reaching a high of 76 around 3 p.m. The temperature will then drop throughout the night until it reaches a low of 60 around 2.30 a.m. Sunday before shooting up toward a high of 77 around 3 p.m. where you can expect rain showers. Today in weather history, today in 2005, Hurricane Rita reached the Texas-Louisiana border area near Sabine Pass as a Category 3 hurricane with maximum sustained winds near 120 miles per hour. A storm surge of at least 15 feet flooded parts of Cameron, Jefferson Davis, Terrebonne, and Vermilion Parishes, where sugarcane crop losses were estimated nearly 300 million. An eight-foot storm surge in New Orleans overtopped the provisionally repaired levees from Hurricane Katrina damage and caused additional flooding. A total of 10 fatalities were reported and preliminary damage estimates ranged between 4 to $5 billion. Thank you for weather4u.com for that information. Currently outside the WMUL studios, it's a sunny 67 degrees. That's your Metro Huntington weather forecast for New Center 88. I'm David Atkins. Thanks, David. Now Justin joins us with the FM 88 Sports Report. Rebecca, thanks. Good evening. And in Marshall Athletics News, Marshall Women's Soccer was back in action Thursday, taking on the Arkansas State Red Wolves. Arkansas State would get on the board first with a goal from Darby Stotts in the 11th minute to give the Red Wolves an early 1-0 lead. Marshall would get on the board in the 56th minute as Bailey Fisher recorded her first goal of the season, off an assist by Morgan White to tie the game at 1. In the 70th minute, the Red Wolves would retake the lead as Sarah Strong would give Arkansas State a 2-1 lead. In the 85th minute, Marshall's Luis Travos would score off a penalty kick goal, tying the ball game late. However, Arkansas State would score a minute later, the winning goal to defeat the Thunning Herd 3-2. Marshall falls to 1-6-2 overall and 0-2 in conference play. Marshall is back in action Sunday at home, taking on the Appalachian State Mountaineers. Ray Rainiers and I will have the call of the contest. Pre-game begins at 12:45, and first kick is at 1. Marshall Volleyball opened up its tenure in the Sunbelt Conference, falling to Old Dominion Thursday night, three sets to one. Macy McElhaney recorded her her fifth, fifth, 500th career in her collegiate career and leads, led the team in digs with 12 last night. 
Bryn Brown recorded her seventh double-double with 34 assists and 11 digs. Lydia Montag led the team with kills in set with 17. Marshall is back in action tonight against Old Dominion. First serve is scheduled for 6.30 tonight. Also in Marshall Athletics this weekend, Marshall will be taking on the West Virginia Mountaineers tomorrow night. First kick is at 7.15 p.m. Pre-game begins at 7 o'clock. Ben Cowan and I will have the call. And also Marshall football will travel to Alabama to take on the Troy Trojans. Kickoff is at 7 p.m. The game will be televised on the NFL Network. In the NFL last night, Jacoby Brissett threw two touchdown passes. Nick Chubb ran for a score, and the Cleveland Browns bounced back from their epic meltdown four days earlier to beat the rival Pittsburgh Steelers 29-17. The Browns built a nine-point lead early in the fourth quarter on Chubb's one-yard run and then held on for dear life. On Sunday, Cleveland blew a 13-point lead in the final two minutes and lost by a point to the New York Jets. The Steelers pulled within within 23-17 on a Chris Boswell 34-yard field goal with a minute 48 left, but couldn't couldn't recover the onside kick. The Browns would score again before the end of the game to win the ballgame by a final score of 29-17. In other news, the Cleveland Browns starting linebacker and team captain Anthony Walker Jr. will miss the rest of the season after tearing a quadricep tendon in Thursday night's win over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Walker is the defensive signal caller, and Walker was injured while defending a screen pass. His legs buckled awkwardly under him as he was blocked by Steelers right tackle lineman Chakuma Okafor, who then fell on Walker as he laid face down. Walker re-signed as a free agent for a second season with Cleveland in March. Jacob Phillips will move into the starting lineup and take over the play calls. Tampa Bay and Green Bay, Tampa Bay's Tom Brady and Green Bay's Aaron Rodgers will be working with without some of their top receivers Sunday when the seven-time Super Bowl winner and four-time MVP face off. The injury reports released Friday ruled Green Bay's Sammy Watkins and Tampa Bay's Chris Godwin out for Sunday's game at Tampa. The Buccaneers already were planning to play without suspended wide receiver Mike Evans. Other receivers could be missing as well. Tampa Bay's Russell Gage, Julio Jones, Brashad Perriman, and Green Bay's Randall Cobb and Christian Watson also listed as questionable. And Packers tight end Mercedes Lewis also is questionable. In NBA news, the Boston Celtics suspended coach Ime Oduka for the upcoming season after a month-long investigation by an external law firm found that multiple violations of team policies. That's according to team owner Wick Grusbeck. Grusbeck would not comment on specifics, a person with knowledge of the matter, speaking on the condition of anonymity because the details were not made public told the Associated Press on Thursday that it involved an inappropriate relationship with a woman in the organization. Grusbeck said no one else from the organization is facing punishment. He would not say whether the suspension was unpaid but confirmed that it comes with a, quote, significant financial penalty, unquote. In college football news, JT Daniels threw for 203 yards and a touchdown to lead West Virginia to a 33-10 win over Virginia Tech. C.J. Donaldson rushed for 106 yards, and West Virginia got a strong performance from its defense to win its second straight game. Scored on five straight possessions, spanning the first and second half. Daniels' 24-yard touchdown pass to Sam James with 11 seconds left, left in the first half, gave the Mountaineers a 13-7 lead and they never trailed again. That will do it for the FM88 Sports Report. For FM88 Sports, I'm Justin Zimmer. Thanks, Justin. Coming up, from Monroe to Oktoberfest, everything is, quote, back to beautiful. Stay with us to find out more right after this on New Center 88. Hi, this is John Bon Jovi asking you to go to serve.gov to get involved in something you believe in. 
I'm a big believer in the power of we. We weren't born. We can tackle the tough challenges we face and build community through service and volunteering. United we stand, united we serve. Are you with me? Go to serve.gov for more information about how to volunteer in your community. This message is brought to you by United We Serve and the Corporation for National and Community Service. And finally today on New Center 88, while slugger Aaron Judge is poised to make history, one fortunate baseball fan may end up with a piece of history. The New York Yankee outfielder is one home run from tying Roger Maris's American League mark. And when Judge launches the record breaker, attention will focus on the fan who ends up with the ball. In 1961, Sal Durante caught Maris's shot that set the MLB single-season mark back then. He sold it for $5,000. What about the fan who gets Judge's homer? Some say they'd give it up for a signed jersey or bat. Others say they'd sell it and make a fortune. Others say if the ball came their way, they'd give it to Judge, no questions asked. Oktoberfest is up and running again after two years of cancellations caused by the pandemic. But as, as, the, as the annual event enters its second week, it seems inflation is killing some of the buzz of the beer-themed celebration. Munich Mayor Dieter Reeder says everything from barley to hops to energy, even materials to package to the beer, has risen in price since 2019. All the same, Reeder says Oktoberfest is, quote, Back to beautiful, unquote. Of News Center 88. Be sure to tune in Monday at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University in the tri-state area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu slash WMUL for Rebecca Law, David Atkins, Justin Zimmer, and Victoria Levon. And the entire News Center 88 team. I'm Michaela Wheeler, and your thought of the day is... It's not how much you have that makes people look up to you. It's who you are. Elvis Presley. We probably be hanging too if I was your girlfriend. Baby, I'm a star like an alien on Mars. Thought I made it far till you came and raised the bar Made me wanna play guitar, but I gotta play it off Cause I can't play a lick, but I play it off slick Your body got me in a frenzy, I feel it all in my kidneys We litty like Morgan Mindy driving through erotic city in the bubble X, ES left 194 West, time to flex. Got me crushing on you like the Jets, and I don't care where we go, just take me with you. Reservations at the Lexington, table for two. I feel blessed to be in the presence of so much excellence. All this estrogen got me flexing again. I want